Now breathe in and out. One, two, three, breathe, breathe, breathe. and welcome to another episode of Stoned and Social. This is the internet's number one podcast. We fell to number two for a little bit, but we're back up. I am your host, Namaste Nat. On here, we get stoned and then we get chatty. Today, chatting with me, I have Baked B. What's up, what's up? Oh, you know, you just said we're the number one podcast. Do you mean like the number one comedy? Yeah, I know you said that before, right? The number one funny comedy podcast? Yeah, we're the number one comedy wellness podcast. I'm adding I'm adding that to my resume, I'll tell you what. Yeah, add it. Like <laughs> dig it up too. Like let them know there were so many competitions, like <laughs> like just sell it. Sell it all the way. What's been happening at Wavy Flower Company? Um, we have been doing some uh, new cultivars, so we've been really busy. Um, doing some fenno hunting and searching for some new strains that we're going to be working with. Mm -hmm. Um, we just acquired Oreos, which is super hot and hypey and everyone loves Oreos. And so we're going to cross that strain with some of our wavy flower company strains. Mm -hmm. And I guess I'll give a sneak peek. We're coming out with holiday Oreos (gasps) and I know, right? Isn't that exciting with that, Tom, with that time of the month? (laughs) And then also twisted Oreos, which is going to be like a lemon pound cake Oreos, which is very exciting with lemon oaky. Ooh, where do you go for pheno hunting? How do you guys decide what you're going to use? So most of the time we have to do pheno hunting ourselves, which Mm -hmm. means that we have to pop 20, 30, 40 seeds, and then dig through them to find out what's going to get the biggest yield, what stacks the best. Sometimes we're able to hook straight up with the breeders themselves, and they can give us their breeders cut. So that's what we did. We hooked straight up with um, a man that I know named Jeff that deals in clones. And so he was able to get the Oreos 1.0 max yields cut, and then provided it to me to work with. So it's supposed to be the breeder's cut, the best cut that you can work with pretty much. I feel like you just gave some like can of porn that maybe <laughs> I'm not as well versed, but I hope there's some stoner lights listening who are just salivating right now. And being like, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> what are you stoned on today, B? Um, oh, oh gosh. So... <laughs> I had big plans to get back on CBD this morning, and then I just forgot. I totally forgot and went straight for the Kratom instead. And I have been on it for, oh my gosh, I keep taking scoops like every three hours. So this is, I'm, I've decided that I need to lock it up and put it away. So it will force me to get back on the CBD. I need to quit fucking yeah. around. And I need to calm down because, like, I feel all, like, jittery right now. Like, like ooh. Yeah, pretty. the Kratom is so up. Like, I feel like if Kratom was easier to take, this would be a club drug. <laughs> if it didn't like, taste like ass. Yeah. yeah like, <laughs> it's the worst. If you, 
if you could just pop it and just like I feel like this is the kind of like drug that you take and um you just want to do shit you just want to be up moving you got stuff to do yeah got stuff to do yeah I get it I um you guys may have seen in my story recently I made some chocolate infused edibles yum, yum, yum. and the edibles are good um the process <laughs> was not so good I'm not gonna I'm not gonna slag anyone off right now but man next time it will be done differently oh man that was quite a story to wake up to I just don't. Thing is, I pride myself on being a horrible baker unless it comes to weed. And then when it comes to weed, I'm like, yeah, I won't waste a fucking drop. Right. I know. I know this shit. Yeah. So last night when that shit spilled, I was like, like I felt my body leave this realm, go like have a massive like tantrum, come back. And I was still just there looking at it on the counter. So I was like, damn it. But it's good because. I'm going to go purchase some more weed to make some good stuff. And I know mm-hmm. sometimes you may be in that space where your cannabis purchase doesn't live up to expectations. It happens. Mm-hmm. Maybe you've gotten mids. I know mids go by a lot of different names, middle, middies, B plus, thirties. Um, I don't know where people come up with the slang terms for this, but it all boils down to the same set of variables that distinguish them from other categories on the weed spectrum. And so I know you're going to be great today talking to us about mids, right? You're so I mean, I've come across a lot of it, so I think I know my mids. And uh, I think it's one of those things, if you've ever been to a dispensary, you'll know that there's three tiers of cannabis strains to choose from. They have the low self, the low shelf, the mid shelf, and the top shelf. But it's kind of like liquor. If you're messing with Svedka, you're on that low shelf. But if you got that gray, yeah, you got that top shelf. And so <laughs> the difference is going to be the price and obviously the quality. But I like that there's a lot of nuanced differences and so we're going to talk about the quote-unquote mids but first tell us about what low shelf flower is what's low shelf flower so low shelf flower also known as swag reggie weed boof is the new term that i'm hearing around oklahoma or bottom shelf cannabis it is exactly what it sounds like for many users you have a small budget for your bud so you're going to go for the bottom shelf flower because it is so much more affordable than if you're going to get mid shelf or top shelf flower. And it usually is sold. Sorry. Are there a lot of like low, this seems like it would have the biggest like inventory in most places like across the country. But I think uh, most people are, don't realize they're getting mids. So even though the low shit's there, I think most of the stuff we're buying is, is mids. Yeah, definitely. I would say that if you're going to get low bottom shelf, low shelf, it's usually because the testing is about to expire in the dispensary. So they have to sell it really, really quickly and get rid of large amounts of it. So that's how you're able to get such great prices. Like here in Oklahoma, you can get $30 ounces because they're trying to get rid of it before it expires and it is uh, not good anymore, potentially. Oh my 
my gosh, that that makes sense. So I only buy the low shelf, which can be up to 18% in THC, not always. Um, I buy this stuff because I'm usually using it for edibles. I know that it normally has like a, a musky or old smell. It's usually browner, I've noticed, is brittle and shit. Like, is that normal for low? Yeah, that's definitely what bottom shelf is. Yeah, boof. That's what you're looking at. It's going to be dry and brown. And I don't know about the lower THC. I mean, I would think that it's probably going to degrade over time since it's sitting around so much. So it's definitely going to be the potential of having a lower THC, like you're saying. Yeah, I see a lot of around here anyway that are like, 15 and 10 percent when it's on that low low shelf and every time i've seen like when i go to the country if i see somewhere i'm like oh it's a sale i see all the stems i see all mm -hmm. the seeds, seeds. Like, seed. yeah yep. so um and people listening if you do not remove the seeds and the stems you will make yourself sick that's why it's called ditch weed mm -hmm. Intake, and so I know there's a lot of dispensaries that actually don't even carry low self flowers because they just they don't want to compromise their standards. I mean, there's a lot in other states that I've seen that doesn't. Um, Nevada normally doesn't. When I lived there, I see all the time that my friend lives in Florida, and she's sending me photos. They don't seem to carry bottom shelf whatsoever there. Um, but in other places, it's very popular. Like when I was in Portland, it was very popular oh, with people yeah. being on a budget i think because of the high cost of living and then yeah. here in oklahoma i think just because it is so new here that no one really knows what they're doing yet mm. so it just kind of happens people aren't getting good genetics yet so they're testing too low so it's uh, and stuff like that you know they're not the perfect growers yet as time goes on it's going to keep getting better and better here mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and the thing is i i I know that you said $30 an ounce for booth where you are. Mm -hmm. We, I don't even, we don't even buy it in ounces here. We buy it in like half pounds almost. And I usually have to ask the dispensary for it. They usually have to go get it from somewhere else. And it's in this like janky little basket where I can pick through like four of them. So they don't have it on the shelf, but if you ask for it, they'll bring it out for you. They only sell it in large quantities. At least the really low, cheap stuff, yeah. Oh. Yeah. So that's why I make it with edibles, because they sell so much of it. And I'm like, yeah, it's fine. It's edibles. Like, I'm not looking to taste the weed anyway. So they must not have laws against how many ounces you can buy per day. I ha I know it's per month here, not Ah, now. okay. And I've got my med card, so I just get the max I can get as long as it's um, cheap for me anyway. Yeah. I'm going to have a ton of it. And I know with these, I feel like this is a lot of what first-time users are getting. Um, they might not realize it. Um, a lot of people who are experienced smokers, I think, like us, probably can taste when they've got that low shelf shit, right? Yeah. Yeah, you, you get to know what's, yeah. what's what, yeah. I've noticed the high with, like, cheap shit is not as, like nice <laughs> it's not as long lasting for sure no no yeah yeah i've like on some i don't know maybe it was just this one strain but there was one where i was like all right it's so cheap like you guys are are giving me like all 16 ounces for this and uh I, it would give me headaches like i don't know what it was yeah rain um and a lot of times they are like oh yeah we think it's this and and this and i'm like mm, but you're not sure 
<laughs> Maybe it's because of the degradation of the terpene value also. Yeah, so I try to stay away from this stuff. But mids are what we're like, I think what most of us are used to. Tell us about the mid flowers. So mid shelf flower or mids is definitely not low shelf quality, but not as potent as top shelf strains either. There is a wide range of mid grade weed to choose from, and it is a great choice when purchasing legal weed in bulk, as you have a better chance of getting the best bud for your buck. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm looking for a place to get mids, big mids, big mids. What's this stuff look like? What's it smell like compared to the, the low shelf? Um, mids are going to start having more scent and smell to it. You'll be able to recognize the different terpene profiles in it, like if it's skunky or if it's more fruity. Um, and it, the appearance of it is going to be more, it's not going to be as dense as uh, a top shelf or Zaza weed, Zaza weed, woo, using all the cool terms. Um, it's not going to be <laughs> as dense as that. It's going to be more airy, and what we call it is, is larf or larfeeds. It's more airy throughout the bud. It's not is, real like a golf ball. It's like fluffy. Is that the fluffy? Flavor? Yes, fluffy. Yeah, yeah. I've seen weed like that. What makes it like that? Um, it's really the lighting, honestly. Um, Whoa the type of lighting that it's grown under okay okay wow i didn't know that yeah i've seen the weed that's like fluffy where if like you touch it then like shit's just falling off of it and i right. just never knew why that was you mentioned the smell most people have smelled like dank weed like where they're like oh that's weed but it's like it's like pungent it's like strong why do low quality weeds have that strong ass smell um, definitely because of the trichome coverage. The more frostier it is, the more of a scent profile you're going to be able to get off of it. So mid, mid, uh, mid-level, mid-shelf weed, it will still have some trichome coverage. It's not going to be like fully packed with trichomes. Mm -hmm. So you'll still be able to get some really great smells off of it and know what terpene profile you like to lean towards. Okay. And then what's this? I know there's like little orange hairs in mid sometimes. What is that? So orange hairs happen pretty much when the um, cannabis plant is ready to be harvested. Mm -hmm. And it is for better quality genetics. So if you're seeing all the orange hairs on it, that means that you got a good plant. You got something that's um, okay. mid shelf or, or more top quality. Mm -hmm. And like ready to use. Yes, more fresh, yes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, that's good. I like that little tip. Like, look for the orange hairs if you can. And what's the effects of mids? Do they give you the same effects as the low quality? I know you said the low ones. I, I've noticed that too. They just don't last as long. Yes, yeah. So you're going to get more of your even regular high. And you're going to be able to treat your ailments better with a mid-shelf. Mm -hmm. and expect it to last longer. So if you need like anti-anxiety or anti-inflammatory, it's going to be there. It's going to be a trusty one that you can count on that's going to mm -hmm. make it through the day with you. And that's usually because, like you said, the quality, the terps, all of that's going to be degrading with the low shelf, uh, the low shelf flower here. But with mids, like it is like a mid range. You've got a, something that's kind of consistent with mids that I like. Mids is usually what we grow at home. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, just as long as you have good genetics, then you'll be doing good and, and you can have mid shelf year round and you won't have to go to the dispensary. I feel like dispensaries like to have more of the top shelf stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know if that's yeah. what you see in your area, but it's. I do. I do. Yeah. Okay. It's like ridiculous and there's no reason for it because some of it is just the THC quality that they're trying to. Yes. But I like it's one of those things where like, that's not the only thing that matters. And so right. I feel like, especially with mids, you're, you're looking for that regular, I like that you said that regular reliable high that you normally get. And I'm hoping that all of this legalization, Marilyn, mm-hmm. that marijuana across all of, you know, all of the United States is going to help right now like standardize the cost of mids yeah i totally hope it will um i guess it just depends on how many people are interested in sticking with mids compared to Mm -hmm. top shelf i feel like just i feel like i got into it the wrong way because i was when i first started using cannabis and got my med card from california um or maybe i got it from colorado first but I only was exposed to top shelf flower mm-hmm. as Zaza, right? <laughs> and I didn't know there was any other any other quality of cannabis. It's like the top tier cannabis. It's the dankest of all, right? It it looks good. It smells good. It's got that high potency, but they are extremely fucking expensive, right? Now, yes, it's about a hundred dollars for an eighth around here yeah it's around 50 dollars in oklahoma my gosh which i still for an eighth which which i think is is still pricey Mm -hmm. for oklahoma yeah i think so but i'm trying to remember back in the day when i used to have to buy from my friend's cousin behind the gas station Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i'm pretty sure that i used to spend about 45 dollars for an eighth if i knew that i was getting Mm -hmm crippy or kind or something that was really really good yeah yeah and i think also this is if you have the money it's worth spending i don't like i said i don't always go for top shelf if i'm if i'm going on vacation or if i'm having a special thing then i'll get top shelf and again back to those frosty trichome colors you'll see that it's an extremely loud weed smell and you mentioned the density with the top shelf stuff it's going to be a lot more dense and it's going to be more like a golf ball. Yeah. And explain this to people who might not have seen a whole nug. Cause I know a lot of people listening, sometimes they're just getting weed in a bag. They're just getting weed in, um, you know, in a pre-roll or in a vape. And so when we were talking about the airy lark versus the dense weed, mm-hmm. I think, I think of it more as like compacted, like, yes. The quality, the high quality stuff, you can tell because like that's, you open it and you're like, oh shit, I've got more weed inside, <laughs> inside of here. Um, yeah, it just really feels weird. more solid, I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I more like the aroma of, of top shelf, so I feel like they're more pleasant. You know, when it comes to top shelf, top quality, more dense, when you find a strain that you like a lot or what I do is I will go out of my way to pay top price for like King Louie, for example, one of me and Wavy's favorites. Mm. So we will pay that top shelf, top quality to get it because Mm -hmm. it seems more rare. And when we're going to get it, we want it to be 
the best. But I do want to point out what you said. You said that it is grown to try and bump up that THC as much as possible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that does happen a lot. That comes along with it. People are trying to get those 27, 30, 35% THC numbers. So that, that does come along with it as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's one of those things where top shelf is going to be more expensive, but you're hoping that you're getting more bang for your buck. So when I'm looking for the top shelf stuff, like we were talking about with the mids, I'm looking for the color. I'm looking to see if it's light olive, if it's emerald, if it's sage. I'm looking for these jade hues because the base color of lower quality cannabis, like we said, is going to be brown. Um, I don't like having the brown tones. Um, that's mm-hmm. a sign of probably not being cured right, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah, that or it's just getting old. It's just degrading over time. Anything with, I've, I've heard the strains, especially those with the word purple in their name are going to be, um, are those usually mids as well? Well, I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) Since we work with a lot of purple strains in Wavy Flower Company. I mean, I, it's going to be, okay, so usually purple strains are indica strains usually mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh indica strains and purple strains are usually known to be lower thc um they're going to hit more around on regular testing like between 18 to 24 so people would probably call that mids but i think that's like top quality for a purple mm-hmm. strain okay i i mean again i am this is what happens when you research on Reddit. <laughs> I want to make sure that stoner lights listening know how to identify stuff because some things we think we know, it's just not true. It's just been passed on mm-hmm. um, from other people. And so um, I, I just like seeing what the top quality stuff has. I know if I'm using it for edibles or something else, I don't need to use as much, which I like a lot. Correct. Um, I just can be more judicious with it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the effects of whatever it is in mids, I'm some, sometimes the high quality weeds, like I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I have not got the effects that they have touted. Um, mm-hmm. I have been sold on so many weeds of dudes being like, no, this is going to make you feel like this. And I get it. And I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> like, maybe it makes you feel like that, but not me. Yeah. And I mean, there's there's a lot of people that believe the higher the THC, the better. And mm-hmm. there are dispensaries here in Oklahoma that won't even touch a, a cultivar if it isn't. even if it is dense and covered in trichomes and it's gorgeous and beautiful. They don't care. It doesn't have that testing to go along with it. And it's considered mid shelf. Wow. That's so lame. (laughs) That's so freaking lame. Um, Now we'll talk a little bit about the top shelf flower effects, you know, like we were saying, but then I want to get into what to do if you have mids. Um, Again, top shelves, getting you that hopefully good, sustained high. Um, I feel like it's a quicker high. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if you are someone who doesn't use weed a lot, this may be good for you in the long run because you're going to use less of it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it takes just a little bit 
to go a long way. I actually had a friend that came and visited me in Nevada and they were trying to find top shelf, the highest THC percentage. And we went to the dispensary and he's telling this to the bud tender and the bud tender is like, all we have is like 28%. He's like, man, I want something higher. And the bud tender says, are you trying to like use heroin? Like this is going to kick your ass. I promise you, like this is really good. You don't need anything higher than this. Yeah. So, I mean, that was pretty much the bud tender saying, you know, it's, it's good shit. Top shelf's going to be good shit. This is what I'm worried about when we're talking about the legalization of cannabis in the U.S. is I'm very worried that we're going to get extremely low quality budget Amazon prime weed. Mm -hmm. But then we're also going to have these ridiculous like THC percentages that just don't matter that they're going to try and exceed all of these you know 50 60 percent THC and there's just no need for that I mean you should be uh suspicious of it if it even is too high anyway like you shouldn't look at a a number of, of weed like weed's been grown for hundreds of years and now all of a sudden it's like someone cracked the code in Oklahoma and, and it's and it tests thirty-five percent all of a sudden. You know, it just doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. So you need to be looking at maybe they're just pretending like these numbers, and you need to look at the smell, how dense it is, uh, and stuff like that, instead of just looking at the numbers alone. Yeah, and ask for those testing results if possible. Cause I'm I'm sort of suspicious around here of anything when it's over twenty four. Mm-hmm. So when I see people listing things at like twenty nine, thirty one, I'm like, but is it though? Yeah, is, <laughs> is it though? It really? Um and so I'm I'm with B. Like you really wanna you really wanna check that. I love that I found out that mids are the most domestically grown uh, cannabis here. They're yeah. going to fall into that category and they're not going to come smashed or into bricks or bags. They're usually just, like, mm-hmm. again, pretty, pretty standard. Um, none of those stems, hopefully very few stems and seeds or none at all. None at all. Yeah. There no, really should be none at all when you're getting a mid shelf. <laughs> so what? do you suggest we do if you have mids what are some things we can do with mids i had stumbled upon water curing and i was like oh what's that and i was like this sounds interesting but then b was like bitch what are you doing So I had read that water curing was where you take a glass, a glass jar, you fill it up with cool water, you submerge your buds, and then you allow the water to do its work by dissolving unwanted particles. And this is if you've got mids, quote unquote, um, then you're like supposed to change this water every couple of days. If you see it gets dirty, you're supposed to do it until the water gets clean. And then this is supposed to re like re-ingravate your weed and make it like mid quality again. Oh. <laughs> your face right now is <laughs> I have a friend in Florida and she bought some cannabis and it's it, she's had it for like a month or so and she doesn't store it the best and it dried out a little bit and she's like, mm-hmm. let me tell you about what Reddit told me. You can dip your weed in water <laughs> and it's going to 
make it make it uh you know moist again so it's so it's not going to be dried out and i was like absolutely not do not put <laughs> your weed in water because that's just going to make mold mm. and it's going to make bud rot and it's going to make mildew and and it's all just a horrible idea i thought that maybe i was like I was like, am I being too clever for my good? <laughs> Maybe there's something I'm not thinking of. What, like, you mentioned the the bud rot, but I know there's places you said that do, like, a wash, like, industry professionals who will do, like, a wash. Yeah, so it, that's just standard for commercial industry when they do outdoor grows. They, um, when they harvest it, they like to dip the um, cannabis as still before it's even cut just like just cut by the the plant itself and they dip it really quick in this like peroxide water mixture mm -hmm. and it's supposed to wash away the dirt and and the bugs and it, but it just i guess it's working i don't know <laughs> it i don't think it sounds good i think that when you're doing that like they'll wash it and they'll be like look the water's all dirty so we're washing away all this horrible stuff and it's like oh, i think that's like the trichomes i was gonna ask <laughs> you soaking out because you know if you with vegetables people are like yeah you boil it but the thing is if the water starts turning green with broccoli then you've taken all the nutrients out of it right it's done. that's a great comparison exactly so they're just washing off all the important parts mm -hmm. that you need to smoke it with so even if they do get it dried somehow that it, it doesn't become moldy uh, you're just smoking weed that's been washed off i mean who wants that i want all that stuff that's on it that's the important stuff uh yeah again i i read it and i was like let me ask me because this sounds i don't i that doesn't sound right dipping a whole plant in water and just letting it swim um what about these like what about these packets you were talking about some packets that you can use to help oh bovita packets yes okay so that is a much better idea and we use them here at home you can get them on the internet on amazon and they look like the little packets that come with your shoes when you buy shoes that are full of those weird little plastic bead things mm -hmm. they look like those they're a little bit bigger oh yeah and you put those in the jar that you store your cannabis in, and then that keeps it moist longer and it keeps okay. it from drying out as quickly. Okay, uh, that makes more sense. What, what about people who just cannot like get away from this water idea? Is there another way you could incorporate some water for your mid shelf cannabis? Probably if you're dead set on using water and weed and you just can't get <laughs> off of it um you could make ice water hash or bubble hash with it so at least you're not using the plant matter anymore what's and, what's oh okay so bubble hash or ice water hash it is where you are using okay so it's really easy to make um you need these micron filter bags and you can also get those on the internet and you need a bucket water ice and a spoon so when okay. your when your cannabis is starting to dry out too much you can't use it anymore you put it in this ice water bucket okay. and then you use a spoon and you mix it vigorously really hard you agitate the hell out of it and what you're doing while you're doing that is you're knocking off all of the uh 
trichomes and some of the terpenes. And then you start using the micron bags. So then you're going to pour the mix that you just agitated into this micron bag. It's going to start filtering out the plant matter on top. And then the water with the trichomes and the terpenes is going to filter through into the bucket, into another bucket. Mm -hmm. And then you, you, it's not water soluble, so it stays intact. So the, so like the, the trichomes and the terpenes, they won't dissolve in the water. They're water soluble. So then you put it through another micron bag and another micron bag, and you're filtering out more plant matter and more plant matter. It's usually three or four times you end up doing it. And then you end up with this, weird mud looking stuff and that is the hash and that is all the trichomes concentrated with the terpenes and then you can use that you have to put it out to dry mm-hmm. and then voila you have hash you have bubble hash yeah bubble hash i like that you said it was easy and i was sitting here like legit taking notes and at a certain point you were like stare it vigorously and i was like nah i'm <laughs> I, I was like, what? To another bucket? So this is kind of like a straining process. Yeah, yeah. And you know, the way I explain it, you'd think I've done it a hundred times. And I haven't. I haven't done it once. But I have watched 5,000 videos on it over the past 10 years that I am pretty much a pro at it now. Nice. So I should be doing it. Yeah. I want to, yeah, share with me one of those videos and we'll make sure to share it with our journalists. I just want to see the process because it sounds nuts what about mixing your mids with like another quality or like low or or high tier would you oh okay so mix so so taking some of the old dry and then mixing it in with stuff that's more newer fresh or that's another great way to use your mids so you're not wasting it um and you know what's fun about that is you're getting to mix the weeds you're getting different weird flavor profiles and then you're also treating different ailments with the terpene values of mixing them together. You are. And, and it makes it less harsh. I was going to say, yeah, you might be you might be chilling out your your vibe. You're creating a hybrid almost if you're using, yep. if you're using multiple stuff. And I know with the new weed you can mix that in with the old weed and the moisture from it will help make it not as dry, right? Oh, you tell me. I didn't know that. I don't know scientifically if that's true. I mean, it makes you, it it sure feels like it because it's not harsh when you smoke dried weed. It it makes you cough a lot and and you see it not happen. So it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I was reading that um, if you have enough moisture in the new stuff and mix it with the dried up weed, that it's going to eventually absorb the moisture from the fresher buds. So like. That makes sense love science my way is edibles that's what i do um with my mids like i said um you can salvage these overly dry buds as well if you're like putting them in edibles or if you want to mix them but i like just using them straight up in edibles uh because i'm ingesting it orally so it's going to hit me different and once thc is digested it's turned into 11 hydroxy thc and Mm -hmm. so those psychotropic effects get you even higher. I know there's people who don't understand why edibles make them higher. That is why when it gets to your stomach, mm-hmm. it turns 
is, is like awesome THC. And so now you just have to figure out what you want to fucking mix it in. You want to put it in desserts. You want to put it in spaghetti. You should see me with my fucking weed in my Italian oregano thing. Like I have to tell some people come over. I'm like, no, 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 that's weed oregano. Like I have to stop. <laughs> I think it's amazing that you can do all this stuff because I had a horrible time trying to make gummies. And it makes me kind of jealous that you can make all this stuff. My gummies just tasted like oh my the actual are... weed. They were horrible. Yeah, my first, yeah, it takes a while with the gummies. You have to use the right oil and the right gelatin. And God, don't you fucking forget that lechin because it will not pull <laughs> together if you do. You will go to get your gummies out and they'll just pour out like liquid. And so uh, my thing with the with the gummies is I don't do gummies very often, but when I do, I try to look for something that doesn't have a big flavor profile so that you're not tasting it once it's down into that oil. Oh, you know what? Maybe that's what I did. Huh. Yeah, my shit was strong. And I was like, what's going on? Why did I mean, it tasted straight like eating a, a yeah. bud. It was horrible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mine had like, a little, mine was like dark where you're dark. Mine was yeah. Dark. Mm -hmm. dark dark green yeah i was like this is supposed to be kiwi strawberry flavored what is this horrible yes i had straw i had strawberry lemonade and it was like <laughs> and i was like what the fuck strawberry is this um and then i taped them i was like oh that's a weed gummy that's just weird. <laughs> um, so i've learned i've learned a little bit and also i have all these dumb kits to make things gummies and this that and the other and like it's a lot of trial and error but it's been fun I really want to get into this butter making situation that you do. Oh, yeah. I think that is the coolest. And if anyone can do that, get one of those magic butter makers, or maybe you don't even yeah. need one. I don't know. You, t I mean, do you absolutely need one? You don't need one? No, you don't need one at all. It makes it so much easier. But you Cleaner. don't need one at all. Yeah, because if you don't have a magic butter machine or something of that sort, then what you're going to do is you're decarbing your weed, and then you're putting that weed into butter and then you're like low temperature almost like double i use a double broiler when i used to do it like that to make sure that it doesn't burn and doesn't get you know cook off too much of the weed and then i'm straining it with like cheesecloth into a jar then i gotta put that in the freezer and then i gotta take off all the top of it which isn't weed and then everything underneath of it is when you decarboxylate mm -hmm. the weed you, you pretty much just stick it in the oven right you stick it in the oven and oh my gosh, everyone has different temperatures, different because your oven is different than my, my oven. And so I use a tried and true method of putting it in at 250 degrees. I break my weed up on some parchment paper and then I bake it for about 15 to 20 minutes tops. If you're going over like 25 minutes, I find that's when you can taste the weeds burned and you mm. Too much can um, can the smell get kind of crazy in the house as you're trying to yes. cook it in the oven okay that's i'm so worried about that yep. so that's the main boon for the magic butter machine is when i make that shit at home no one else knows i'm making weed none of my mm -hmm. neighbors know that i'm making weed and so yeah when you're standing right over the device you can smell it but other than that it doesn't smell i love how airtight it is and when you don't we can make butter like I'll make you a stick of butter. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> make some butter because it's a fun process. Um, but it's just strange that like it's yeah you just make weed butter in your house as long as you got weed and and butter. Yeah. Um, 
And it really depends on what type of fat you're going to use. There's a big debate between people using this kind of butter and that kind of, but for me, I'm just using coconut oil. That's the most, that's going to not degrade the quality of your THC the most. It, it holds on to it. So if you are going to do things, unless you are allergic to coconut, because I hate coconuts, but I'm not allergic to it. Mm-hmm. Coconut butter is going to help like sustain that, that high and that THC value that you have. Could you use that as a topical as well then? Uh, yeah. Because yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I use coconut butter for. I use it for topicals like for dryness. Oh, so then you can make it mm-hmm. with weed in it and it could be a weed topical. Oh. Making weed soap as well. Weed soap? <laughs> I was thinking about giving everyone a bar of like weed soap for Christmas. That is the coolest. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, like putting a little weed leaf on the top and doing that. And also it's good because you're talking about topicals, right? They are not going to get you as high like that because they don't reach your, you know, cannabinoids don't reach your bloodstream. Mm -hmm. So um, you can just repurpose that, right? Well, yeah, of course. Yeah, you could make anything into, I mean, any of your mids or or low shelf into a topical and it is supposed to work almost like, like I would think like an icy hot. That's how mine works, but I'm sure it would still be wonderful. I don't know. I've never had it without the, without the, whatever the minty stuff is in it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You can do it with all. Yeah. And so I'd imagine it'd be just as good, but I use it to for like uh pain pain issues in my hips and my joints almost like for arthritis and stuff yep yep that's what i do too like if i can make it a pain salve then i'm all there for it Mm -hmm. oh pain salve yes that's the word thank you the menthol is like good for me when i do that now i did find some other like something strange that i've never done stoner lights don't think that i've done this but i did read on the internet that like topicals suppositories are a great way to use you don't want to eat or smoke um they're not believed to produce a high even though it's supposed to be that you know direct route of entry i know there's a lot of debates on this on whether it's used for holistic cannabis users um maybe if you've exhausted all options you're like i i will not leave this earth without trying a weed suppository I am so super serious. Sticking weed in my ass, damn it, before I die. Which I heard that there were there were people in college who were putting liquor up their butts. Right. Yes, I I think everybody's heard this urban legend. I was like, well, why? And then I read like, well, yeah, directly to your bloodstream. So. I was like, oh, and so the weed suppositories, I thought, yeah, that's something I'd stick up my butt. <laughs> Can you just stick the whole nug in there? Like, what's the best way to yeah, I think you just, like, rub it up? I mean, I'm not, I haven't done a suppository, but it's self explanatory. Seems like you just squat and push. Um, <laughs> Double? Is this like a friend thing? Do you need someone to help you? I know. I think you do. Oh gosh. Okay. May let me let me put an addendum. I will do it if I can do it by myself. If I can figure out how to do the suppository by myself, I'm just curious if it gets you high. I'm just like too curious for my own good. <laughs> I'm too I'm immature just- for my own good. I can't even talk about this without giggling. I say this because right now a tab that I have open is like how to make suppositories and 
people <laughs> make their own suppositories. So I'm um I'll, I'm in the thick of it. Don't worry, you, you will hear first when this happens. God love the internet. You can find anything on there. <laughs> you really can. Oh, that's I love. Like if I get worried when I type something in and it's like Google is like no search results. I'm like. <laughs> I'm like, no, did I misspell it? Do I need a space? Um, I can't do that weird. So, yeah, I get worried when Google's like, nah, nah, this is all you now. <laughs> oh, but I do like this. I like that we've talked about mids because I think it's it's obvious that each tier of cannabis strain has all these little differences the quality the potency the price these are the important factors for a lot of people but mid shelf i feel like is the best option and you have more options to choose from if you're yes. looking at mids if you're unsure if you haven't tried cannabis before look at mids and see what the effects are see what the terps are that's a big thing isn't it be like the terps are really really big yeah yeah i definitely think that if you want to just splurge every once in a while then to do top shelf but i think it's great to have mid shelf because that's going to be your everyday go-to yeah yeah that's going to be your trusty old like you know that's your trusty Mary right there. You got that. So yeah, I'm, I think I'm a mid girl. Like I may have started on top shelf, but now that I've had mids, I'm like, ah, I like these. I don't really notice that much of a difference. Like unless I am only smoking top shelf or only like eating it, um, not mixed in with something. I don't really notice uh, the effects too much more. So how anyway. fortunate of you to get to start out at top shelf. I know. I think I got broken though. I don't really respect that. I'm like, oh, you guys did it wrong. <laughs> um, <laughs> so now, I, so now I'm on mids. But I like this. I like the mid, like the mid range. You know what else I like, B? What do you like? Munchie. Aha! Oh, I'm so excited about Munchie. Oh, surprise you uh, okay i'm excited for this munchie what do we have Tell okay. us about what we so we are doing wrap snacks this season which i'm very excited about and this is one that i've been staring at for the past two weeks and i can't wait to try the migos white cheddar with a dab of ranch and it says dabbing is a lifestyle at the top of it mm-hmm mm-hmm and Migos, you know, just recently had a death of one of their members. Yep, yep. Um, poor Migos Offset um, was talking about takeoff as well. So if you listen to them, takeoff, unfortunately, passed away a little bit ago. Um, so we're eating these in honor. In honor. Of, in honor of takeoff. I hope these take me off. Are you ready to try these? I'm ready. All right, let's do it. Open up your mouth. White cheddar with a dab of ranch. Oh, these are good. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, it smells good, too. Mm. Oh, it tastes like that smart stuff. What's it called? Oh, yeah, smart pop. Yeah, but better. It tastes better. Yeah, I was going to say mm -hmm. it tastes like that, but better. Mm-hmm. Like it's more it's tastier. Damn. Mm. Yeah, I think it's the ranch in here that's making it taste so good. Man, I'm really impressed with these wrap snacks so far. Me too. I don't think I would be. Yeah, I thought they were gimmicky, but like, I'm not. 
That's why I haven't bought them. Cause I was Me like, too. Eh. Eh. Like, just because you put Biggie on a bag of chips doesn't mean I'm going to buy it. I'm going to think hard about it. <laughs> but I'm not going to buy it. But I'm glad we, we got to try these because, um, yeah, these are good. Mm-hmm. Oh, are man, they're addictive. I know. I'm sitting here, like, trying not to eat as many. Are we giving these, like, all the thumbs? I'm giving it two thumbs up. This is amazing. I'm going to hide this so Wavy doesn't find it. Can't... Wavy's not going to get any. He can't have any. <laughs> Sorry, Wavy. It happens. It happens. <laughs> well, before we wrap up today, B, I'm going to play our game with you mm. of Conspiracy Theory of the Week. Mm-hmm. I've got an interesting conspiracy theory. It doesn't really feel like a conspiracy theory, but this is what I found. I heard that some people believe weed helped build the pyramids. Oh, I got to hear this. Mm-hmm. So I heard that there's a lot of theorists that think the monuments in the sand obviously were built by aliens, which is fucking ridiculous. But more likely, this was built on the back of thousands of slaves during that time. Right. And who's to say that these workers did not enjoy a smoke sesh to help move their day along? Because evidence shows that they were the first to use pot as medicinal treatment for cancer and inflammation. Like, I fucking love the Egyptians. They did everything. They did everything. They were like sex, drugs, rock and roll. Like, Mm -hmm. I love the Egyptians. They also use the hemp plant for, um, they use it for a bunch of goods. They use it for textiles. They used it for rope. Um, they used rope as like that critical component for the pulley system that they mm-hmm. were using for the pyramids. And then when they buried their leaders in tombs, they sometimes would put fucking weed in there with them to have in the afterlife. Cause they thought, you know, what you take with you here is what you get on the other side. Yeah. So they like put like, your favorite jewels, your mm-hmm. your glasses, your weed. Yeah, yeah it I'm makes sense. Now, bury me with bud. Okay? <laughs> like, I want to be buried with some dank stuff. Just put it on there. Actually, just put it across my hands. I just want to be holding the weed leaf. Um, <laughs> I wanted to say yeah. on your tombstone there's weed in here. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, do it. I love it. people were pirating. Like, <laughs> the one thing. <laughs> Man, all she had was skunk weed in here. <laughs> <laughs> but I like this. This is not a far stretch for me to believe that they may have been using weed because they were already using it so much. Like it's they have hieroglyphs for weed. Like the Egyptians again were pretty awesome. I did not know that they had hieroglyphs for it, but it would make sense that it would be some sort of like ceremonial issue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were just all about the weed. So I would say, like, (laughs) I don't want to say, like, oh, I can confirm this conspiracy theory. But I don't feel like this is that hard to think about. The people who were working to build the pyramids needing weed for inflammation and pain because, damn, those bricks look heavy. Would would they give it to them, though? Yeah, because it was just, it wasn't, it. the thing is, weed was abundant. So it wasn't like they needed to keep it. Government hadn't locked it up yet. (laughs) um, (laughs) Romans hadn't come in and shit. Um, But yeah, so it was kind of like it was a normal thing to use for people. It wasn't like it wasn't uncommon. Yeah, okay. Okay, I can get behind this theory. 
So I feel like they were they were all about using weed. The, the The Egyptians are crazy. Like the Egyptians did and used so much crazy things that we still use today, um, like the water irrigation system mm-hmm. and stuff. Like I just love everything about Egyptians. Did they domesticate cats? I don't know that they necessarily domesticated cats but i know they had like they did have them as pets but i don't think that they kept them locked up the way we did maybe the royals might have but i think in general it was just like wild cats running around egypt oh okay and it was like adopt a cat kind of situation like that one's mine (laughs) like you did You're like, I'll adopt it. Yeah, they were using they were using weed for glaucoma. They were using it for feminine health. Um, I read that they they found like the oldest complete medical journal ever discovered. It was from the from fifteen hundred BC. Damn. And there was a medicinal formulation that identified in this docket and it was for cannabis, which they called Shem Shepmit. Mm. And to ground it in honey and then put it inside your vagina. And it was supposed to cool the uterus and eliminate its heat. But that was just anti-inflammatory. That was just like, oh, bitch, you have cramps. Yeah. Take this weed up and do this. And so, like, they were were using weed for for lots of stuff. Man, Um, that's really similar to the suppository situation. Maybe they were doing that shit back in the day. Thing. If they were cool with it, um, they used it for like cholera and um, when people were getting sick from the river, they were mm-hmm. using it like that. And the spiritual things, like you were saying, was a really big deal. The the funeral rites, they were using it for that um, with mummies. And I like, I just love that they were they were using it for like their city, using it for their personal use, using it uh, medicinally, like. Like OG hippies, like so chill. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And there was, there is an Egyptian goddess named um, Shishat, and it's a deity of writing and record keeping. And she's often depicted with like a seven-pointed star-shaped leaf above her head. And they huh. think that's the illustration for the cannabis leaf. That's how important they think cannabis was. Back Man. In how was she able to get anything written smoking all that weed all day? <laughs> well, when shit takes a long time to like have someone else hammer it out, you <laughs> got weeks. <laughs> Take my time. Yeah, yeah. You they must have had sativas. Yeah, they were just like, we got this. We're good. We're good. <laughs> well, V, thanks so much for being on the show with me. I feel like I learned a lot about mids. I hope the Stoner Lights learned a lot about mids. Where can they bug you guys and find Wavy Flower Company on the web? You can find Wavy Flower Company Genetics and Seeds on our Instagram at wavy.flower.company and then also on Facebook at Wavy Flower Company. Sweet. And I will put the links to that there. And you guys can find us on Stoned and Social. Uh, we are on Instagram. It is spelled Stoned and Social, like rock and roll. Or you can head over to the digital crib at stonedandsocial.com. Otherwise, guys, we're going to be here same time, same place next week. Don't forget, namaste in those mids, y'all. Yeah, bye. <laughs> now breathe in and out. One, two, three, breathe.
breathe, breathe. 